Hey guys. Here we go. The basketball world. Eight four five. I am Darren Kunis. Alongside me are, to my left, the legendary high school section nine basketball legend at six foot nine inches tall, Dick O'Neill. To Dick's left, about six foot four inches less in height, is my main man from Washingtonville, Danny Lutke. We are here. You're listening to Sports Eight Four Five. It's brought to you tonight. In part by Gold Dental, the number one dentist's office in Sullivan and Orange, Ulster, Dutchess County. They have an office in Monticello at 60 Jefferson Professional Plaza. And if you want to get your teeth cleaned, you want to get anything fixed, repaired, you go nowhere else but Gold Dental. Our other sponsor, it is Berkman Financial. They do small business loans, cash advances. If a bank says no, if Johnny on the corner says no, call Berkman. Berkman Financial, 646-753-5554. We have a lot to talk about tonight, and we were going to come in here tonight and talk about Section 9 basketball, a football hire, where we're going to talk, and we will talk about all these things. We were, you know, the NFL in review. There's a huge game tonight we all want to get home for, but today, the Major League Baseball, the commissioner's office, did something that I haven't seen done and to be honest with you, I did not look at this as such a big deal when it came out. But uh, Rob Manfred fined the Houston Astros $5 million, which is the maximum you're allowed by the uh, CBA. He suspended A.J. Hinch for a year. He suspended the GM, Jeff uh, Lutnow, for a year. He suspended... Uh, for a year, the previous GM or the assistant GM for the Astros, he took away first and second round picks for consecutive years by the Astros. And then after that occurred, uh, the owner of the Astros fired Hinch, fired the GM, and Alex Cora of the Red Sox is a very nervous man right now. Looks like Carlos Beltran is going to escape any penalties, the new Met manager. First, your thoughts on what happened with the Astros and the punishment. Go ahead, Dan. You know, listen, the bottom line is I would agree with you down out of the gate. You know, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Manfred got on it right away. I know we didn't get the answer as quick as we would like, or at least I would like, but he did set the precedent. He brought the hammer down. The bottom line is they have these guys, whether they're iPads or some sort of video device in the clubhouse, you know, out in center field, they're getting you know, signs from people at second base. No, a batter at the plate can't read the, the catcher's signs. But there was no doubt, without a doubt, there was cheating going on. I'm really glad that he kind of nipped this in the bud and really set the precedent and said this does not belong in our game. And you know what? I don't want to take away anybody's livelihood, but I honestly wouldn't have a problem if he banned them for life. Did- what kind of example are they setting? Well, you know what? Neither of you think it was any big deal. Ask the Yankees if they think it was a big deal. I said when it first came out, I didn't think it was a big deal. And you know what? Here's what I will say now. If the commissioner took this that seriously, which he evidently did, and the punishments that were handed down, do the the Astros get credit for this World Series? Now, I looked at home and away stats from all their players. Most of them were better on the road than at home. I don't think, 
listen, it's a clear-cut advantage. And if the commissioner feels they were absolutely cheating, which he does, and the evidence and the lengthy investigation, they left no stone unturned, came to the to the agreement that and the thought that they were the Houston Astros in 2017 were cheating. How do you give them credit for the World Series? Well, that's hard to take away because the people that were celebrating in the streets after that tournament, whether you take it away or not, they don't care. They're going to consider the Houston Astros the world champions. And actually, so am I. I think that's different. When I see that like on a college level and things like that, I I, I don't know how you how you take those things away. But evidently, it must be really true because it wasn't 20 minutes after they got suspended that they got fired. So evidently, the owner of the Houston Astros is taking this really serious. In other words, they must have thrown out some kind of evidence that is clearly I read caught the, them. I read clearly the, caught I, them. I read the report. Part of the report said A.J. Hinch was aware of it. A.J. Hinch asked them to stop several times. I heard that too. Um Apparently, the commissioner said he didn't do enough. He's the manager of the team, this, this, and that. Again, I didn't think this was that huge of a deal. It was one of those unwritten... It was a written rule in baseball, you can't do this. But to me, if a, this is different than a pitcher throwing a spitball and getting away with it. This was technology involved. This was a concerted effort to gain an advantage, to cheat. I'm surprised they haven't taken... I I understand the fans will always view the Astros as champions. I'm not saying that Jose Altuve should have his batting title taken away or Springer's stats or any of this is... It's not real. I think their stats are real. I think Altuve won the batting title. But this was an advantage that they enjoyed that the opposing team didn't get to benefit from. This was cheating. So what do you think is going to happen now with the Red Sox? Well, because let's stay with the Astros the, the, for a second. Okay, but let's, with the Astros, let's... taking it away, what is that going to do? We know the truth. It's what it is. What is that going to do? They're going to take the big pennant thing out what of there? What is taking away 300 victories from Joe Paterno do? I agree with what you're saying. It does nothing, but it does put an asterisk next to their World Series. Well, the, the, the general public knows that asterisk, and the Hall of Fame is all about the history of the game, right? So they're going to see that, and they're going to have that asterisk next to the steroid guys. And by the way, now's a perfect time to let Pete Rose back in the game, I might add. Well, well it did, you know, the paternal thing was a different. That's one individual. That's one individual as opposed to a, 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 right, a, but a, he gr- didn't, a, gr- a group. That it, he knew from day one. I understand yeah, that. We, on. We've talked about that yeah. forever. I'm just making the comparison here. This, to me, this, to me, taking victories away from Joe Paterno, this, to me, is where you take victories away. Nothing to—this is different— and again, I didn't think this was that big of a deal. I and and a major league baseball player, if he knows an off-speed pitch is coming, it's no guarantees hitting it out of the park. A lot of these things they they reviewed so many of these, most of the balls were fouled off. Most of the balls were fouled off, but there's still an advantage, a huge advantage. Nobody's taking that away from no. From the I fact agree. Look at look at how severely they've been punished. They've I, got buried. They, they, okay, they, you think buried. the pun- okay taking the World Series away is really it's really not going to do much. What they is- did get buried. You know what? You make a good and, point. And All right, good fine. for Manfred for doing and it. I think the owner, without rebuking this, is saying, "Look, he wasn't. We, aware we're of getting it. away cheap. No, we may be getting away cheap. We're still not losing our World Series things." 
you know what I'm saying? I think that's a and all that merchandise you know, and stuff that they sold and the yeah, money they made on it. They can't go back sure. and say, oh, by the way, you got to give us that money back. They'll have shirts now, banging a drum. It'll, oh, they'll make more money out without of it. a doubt. Oh, you, you'll see. You'll see. Alex Cora now. Alex Cora, Red Sox implicated in a very similar thing. Cora was with the Astros during this as well. So I guess what they're saying is he brought this over. Cora could get hammered more than these guys. And I think he will be. I think he will be. I, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, don't, I think this Boston thing is going to take as long as this Houston thing took. You know, well, they were probably doing it simultaneously. Well, let, let's see how long that takes. But I think... Cora's going to get hammered. I don't think there's any question. Will he get fired? It depends. You know, boss. Well, if, if boss, he's suspended for a year, they're they talking. Will, they're they will talking. Fire him. They're talking two years. Well, whatever they're yeah. talking, they're going to fire. He, yeah. AJ Hinch was fired because he's suspended for the right. year. If they gave AJ Hinch a two-week suspension, he wouldn't have been fired. Right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. They're leaving the players alone, and I think that's you know that because the the administration could have stopped it. You know, the players had no control of that. Did they take advantage of it? Yes. But I think that's kind of the point as yeah, well. I yeah. mean, how do you not see these things? I mean, they're not these, like, little cameras that they're setting up. There's right. probably these big iPads all over the place. Yeah. Somebody's got to take notice. Um, Isn't the whistleblower supposed to be kept quiet? Why? I'm asking you. Well, no. Okay, you know who the whis- You know who gave them up? Was the pitcher. Mike Friars gave yeah. them up. Yeah. Got traded from the Astros to the A's and gave them up. Well, here, and here's Boy, talk a, about breaking an unwritten rule in Major yeah, League Baseball. But here it goes. The, the same thing will probably happen to him that happened to Bouton, Jim, uh, Jim Bouton, when he put out that book. Again, see, you remember he but was Bouton black. Bouton put out the bla- book after he was done playing. But that's what I'm saying. Flyers is still playing. Yeah, well. What? He can't be too well you respected. Know, maybe they got to rewrite all these rules now with baseball with technology as it's slowly yeah. ruined our country and ruined our youth for sure. There's some advantages, hence doing this show, right? <clears throat> but, you know... Taking the wins away mean nothing. The electronics and stuff like that, there's no way to get around it. I mean, they're, they're, people are always going to find a way to get the edge. I personally don't think that is the right way. And like you said, if you know a breaking ball is coming, that's, there's no guarantee you're going to hit. Do you have the advantage? Absolutely. It's an advantage. It's not a guarantee. It's what it is. How, how well liked do you think Mike Friars is going to be this year? How, you know, you trust the guys in the clubhouse. How do you trust this guy? Well, I guess his thinking is I'm not in that clubhouse anymore, which I'm not a big believer in. It's like you just keep and, your mouth shut and, and that's it. Maybe he he had that much of a conviction to say that was wrong. That you know what they did was wrong. He didn't say it while he was there. Because well, in the same dugout, that'd have been hell to pay in the same but dugout. If you now, have the conviction. Well, what are you waiting for? Well yeah. maybe it maybe it maybe it was dwelled on and maybe it was on his mind. Maybe it, maybe it was something he couldn't live with anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe. looking at it. I don't that think way. so. Okay. Um Let's stay here, Major League Baseball. We're here right now. Really no other news to talk about off-season stuff. It looks like Nolan Arenado could be moved. The Cardinals are uh, supposedly front-runners. Mookie Betts re-ups with the Red Sox for one more year. Um, You know, we went through all the free agent signings and everything like that. But I do want to talk. The Hall of Fame voting is, is, is going on right now in Major League Baseball. And it looks like Barry Bonds is going to get into the Hall of Fame. He's polling at around 74, 76%, and it, which is a huge increase. Um, real quick, Danny, you believe Bonds belongs in the Hall? I do. Listen, take the steroid era out of the equation. He's a three-time MVP prior. End of story. Dick? I still have mixed feelings, but uh, the way things are, the way I have mixed feelings about it, but the way things are going these days, I, you know, 
it, it seems like nobody cares about steroids anymore. I mean, it's not even a kind of a discussion anymore. So it's just an assumption. If that's the case, all of them that are worthy, Clemens, Rose, put them all in. Similar to the NCAA, put the Major League Baseball, they're a bunch of hypocrites, yeah, yeah, right? Put them all in. When, when Sosa and Maguire were hitting balls all yeah. over the country, they yeah. were lining their pockets, yeah. and they did not care. And then all it takes is one person to make a big complaint, complaint about it. And it's like, so, all of a sudden it goes away. Baseball, ratings rise, attendance rise. It brought the game back. Is it right? No, but that was their whole deal. They turned a blind eye. It's funny. Sosa and Maguire get credit for saving baseball after the strike. And two years later, get the blame for ruining baseball. Mm. But I, to say Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame because before he did steroids, he was a Hall of Famer. You could say that about Alex Rodriguez very easily. You could say that about Roger Clemens. You could say that about a lot of these guys. You know, so if you're asking me, does Bonds belong in the Hall of Fame? I'm sorry. I still say anybody who did steroids should not be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I say that knowing there's probably someone in there that did do steroids. I do believe they should not be in, though. Is the Hall of Fame the history of baseball? They can't have a separate wing in there that shows. Uh, why? Why are you building a separate wing? Because to reward these guys. Why do these guys wait 10, 15, 20 years to get in the Hall of Fame when their stats don't change? I know we had this conversation. I, yeah, I, I, but nothing again, changes. We're going with my opinion. Mine. You mm-hmm. could have yours. Right. If you were convicted of doing steroids, not in the public eye. If you were through the investigation, if you were accused and found to be doing steroids, I don't believe. I think you ruined your chance at the Hall of Fame. Well, my big thing is I have a problem with the guys that are denying it. The, the guys that who admitted to it, you know, to how how Andy much Pettit. how much they did, that kind of thing, you know, what went on, that kind of thing. But the guys that adamantly ad, ad, lie about it are I, I don't understand that. You know, the the fact that the fact that uh Barry Bonds can say he did not do steroids is beyond all I can't. Yeah. I cannot fathom that. I Listen, cannot fathom Barry that. Bonds to me is a Hall of Famer, but he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer, doesn't belong there though. Same thing with A Rod. Listen, Sammy Sosa took it a step further. Not only did the guy do steroids, he corked his bat. Not only was he an African American <laughs> Spanish player, now he's a bright white guy. Yeah. I mean, Sammy yeah. Sosa's got yes. a lot going. Yes, I mean. Sammy. And he 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 went from learning how to speak English to he doesn't even understand the <laughs> right, language right, anymore. Yeah. But uh, he's covered all his bases. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's my opinion. With that said, I do believe Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame, and the only reason why I say it, besides the obvious, he was accused and admitted to gambling while he was a manager. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame as a player, not as a manager. Never accepted a dime either. No. That's it for the baseball part. Unless there's anything else you'd like to add, the only thing I would like to add is the Mets should move mountains. To get Nolan Arenado. Well, they moved their third baseman to the Rangers. Well, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Frazier left. Yeah. He signed a $5 million deal with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a com- waste of $5 million for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Well, Todd Frazier gone. The key to the Mets, and we'll get into baseball another time. To me, the key to the Mets is one player. I think their pitching staff will be fine. I think the bullpen can only improve. The one player, and we saw him wreck games. And when this guy was playing every day, the Mets were very good. Is Cespedes. Yeah. If he can come back in a contract year and and do something, he is makes the Mets much better. I would agree, but good God, it is a contract year, and if he comes back and he tears the cover off the ball, you're going to pay this guy more dough? I, I don't care about next year. No, I'm worried about yeah, this I'm worried year. about this coming year. Yeah. yeah, I don't care about two years from now. 
Hey, uh, Ryan Baldock, head coach at Cornwall High School. You're listening to Sports 845. Are you a business owner that needs cash now? Are you tired of the big banks and all the paperwork and wasted time just to get declined? Then it's time to call Berkman Financial. If you've been in business for at least 30 days, Berkman Financial can get you small business financing within 48 hours of completing their quick and easy application. Berkman knows how small businesses work and will work with you to provide unsecured short-term financing to cover your expenses and keep your business running smoothly. It's simply easier and less stressful, so don't delay. Email Danny at BerkmanFinancial.com today. That's Danny at BerkmanFinancial.com. The basketball world! Touchdown! 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 Sports 845. The local part of the show I want to go to, before we close with, uh, you know, we'll close with Clemson LSU. Um, And I want to talk Section 9 real quick. Some news in Section 9. Goshen makes a football hire. John Stevens, who played at Goshen. Killenberger out last year, resigns, wants to watch his son play, and that's a, that's great. Eddie did a great job building blocks at Goshen. They got a new stadium. They have wins. John Stevens hopes to continue that, and I'm sure he will. John graduated Goshen, coached at Liberty, coached on the Cornwall staff, uh, was a assistant coach on the JV last year, played four years at Cortland. Everybody says a very good coaching acumen, and they're very happy with John coming home to coach at Goshen. But, you know, I want to just say one thing there, and I'll ask you. You were a coach. Danny, you're very involved in Washingtonville and, and Section 9 sports. Um, what's the job of the athletic director? In, in when it comes to coaches. Hiring coaches, all right. Well, the, the athletic director obviously would do the first interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, put out uh, the post the job for starters. Then we'd do the first interviews and probably eliminate. Then get down. Then he would make a recommendation. So uh, he, do, he, he, he gets his candidates, yeah. does the interviews, narrows it down, picks a coach, and then what? He makes a recommendation to either the principal and or the superintendent or both. And then the su- if if all goes according to Hoyle that way, then the superintendent would make that uh, rubber stamp it. Rubber, not necessarily rubber stamp it, but would make that selection to the board of education. And then the board of education, I I would would rubber assume, stamp it. Kind of, yeah. Okay. More times than not. So yes. it goes. The AD yeah. Yeah. Uh, puts out the ad. Yeah. The athletic director um, does the interviews. Right. And then the athletic director says, this is my guy. Uh-huh. He says to the superintendent, I want to hire this guy. The superintendent then goes to the board and says, listen, we have a new, quote unquote, employee yeah. coach coming on. Yeah. And they, nine out of ten times, I believe, the board of ed just looks at it and goes, okay, right? Yeah, okay, but here, let me just backtrack just a little bit. When I say that the AD does the interviews, the, the, he could bring them in for a second or a third interview with the superintendent and or the, uh, and or the principal. Okay. Because when I went from Burke to Monticello, I met with the principal first and then and then hopped over to the White House and met with the uh, superintendent and the assistant superintendent. And, and that's how that went. But uh, it depends on how they, you know, what their format is. But it, go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. In the end, does the board actually vote? We know, okay, the interviews are done, the AD, the superintendent. The board obviously has a vote, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think the board has a vote. The board is the final hurdle, right? No, I think the board does have a vote because look what happened in the Newburgh situation. That's a problem. They they didn't rehire the basketball. Tell me about that. They didn't rehire all of the winner coaches 
until and I don't even know when, but I know it was late into the se- late into the fall season before all them guys were hired because, well, in Newburgh's situation because what was going on in yeah, Newburgh. Yeah, that's an yeah, apple but, and orange type but, thing, though. But that can be that could be anywhere. That could be anywhere. That it could be done that way. But uh, most thought- most times, if it gets if the if the if the interviews are done right, it gets to the superintendent. And the superintendent will. Talk about the the possibilities of this guy coming in. Most board of education signed for it because, you know. But it's very the board of ed the board of ed members are never in the interview process. They're never giving their opinion until it's brought to them, and then they say yay or nay. And right. nine out of ten times, when it clears the ad and it clears the superintendent or the principal, it's, 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 done. it's, it's done. It's done. So we agree. I mean, that's usually you've it's coached done. for how many years? It's done. Thirty nine. And you had thirty nine one year deals, right? Right. Every year. So that's what happens. Right. I mean, there's a good case in right. point. Exactly. So it's very odd. If a board or a member of the board gets involved in something and and says no, we don't want this guy, we want this guy, or puts demands on an incoming coach, I think that goes on way too often in society. I think the board does have too much to say, right? They get their vote, but I think you know all it takes is one person or two to have an axe to grind with somebody, and they're going to get that way. And in the end. In my humble opinion, I think they're really hurting the kids. Not that every decision they make is wrong. Obviously, they're there. No. You know, I, we love the board, right? They do so much for the kids. But I just think it takes one or two people, and they kind of make a decision about athletics, and I don't think uh, they should be that big of a part of it. Now, whether The school board is there to make sure the school runs, absolutely. not run the school. Right. They're not there to pick a basketball yeah. or a football coach, right. in my opinion. Right? Well, no, it's not and just I don't know your what opinion. The part it's, it's really dick. It's kind of... But they're having too many of these board members just from on an outsider looking in and just paying attention to what's going on in all these districts. They're having too much say, and that's a problem. Because in the end, again, they're hurting their kids. Like Dick said, 39 years, a one-year deal. A lot of these coaches, they're almost guaranteed. And, Dick, you may disagree with me on this, and that's totally okay. In my humble opinion, I think a lot of these school districts will give it to a teacher first if he or she wants it. And they may not be qualified for the job, or there could be a better hire outside the district. Right, but it's but all yeah, I agree with you, Danny, it's, but we're getting— It's wrong. But we're getting off— the topic. I agree with you, but once listen, they interviewed someone who wasn't a school teacher in the district, meaning they know that going in, and 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 that really isn't for this conversation. Well, it was a okay I to hire someone I can, outside. I could silence that. I don't know of a school district that doesn't have in their contract if a an uh, uh, an employee of the school district wants the coaching job or or the cheerleading job or any job. If they want that job, they have that over the outside. Right, somebody but in, from in, outside. In the case and of, I don't know of any school district that doesn't have that in their contract. Agree. I disagree with it, but I'm, I'm that it, it is probably in the contract. But I have a major problem. No, it's problem not with it. probably. It is. I, I like I said, I don't know of a school no, it district is in the contract that doesn't have that. And I think so, that's wrong. I, 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 that could be. I, I agree. Could be. But for again, for this conversation, mm-hmm. school hired coach, school uh, uh, ad hired coach, ad wants coach, and you know. And superintendent, and it cleared every hurdle, and then all of a sudden, there's demands made, and that's the subject, and it goes on in a lot of places, and I do believe it is wrong. You know, the athletic director is entrusted by that same board. The board hires the athletic director. The athletic director is entrusted by the board, by the superintendent, to make the right decision. He's the one doing the interviews. The athletic director should have the final say. 
I would agree. I and would a lot agree. of times these I boards put the screws to the AD. I would agree. So, uh, on, an, on a different coaching thing, Eric Holzhappel has resigned at Cornwall as the offensive coordinator to spend more time with his family. Very, yeah. Eric Holzhappel you know, did a lot of great things. Yeah. Guys, you two. Section 9 basketball, I promise you I'll get more into it. Talk Section 9 hoops. I want to close with LSU, Clemson. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go well, ahead. Class AA, it's no secret. I mean, right now, I mean, you have, there's really got three or four teams, right? You know, Kingston's 10-0. Good, great guard play. Very athletic. Always tough to beat. Well coached. Then you have Newburgh, Pine Bush, and Washingtonville are really the teams to really watch. You know, I've been impressed, you know, with Washingtonville. You know, they got a few losses. You know, uh, they had Middletown, you know, up until, you know, second half. They kind of unraveled. They got back up on their feet. Big win against Pine Bush. You know, going wire to wire win. Not something that a typical Washingtonville team does. But Kingston, I think, is for sure the best team in the Section 9 at the Class AA uh, level. Would you agree? I do. I do. And I would say Newburgh is in there second. And I'm going to be interested in seeing that game. I think that game is this week, isn't it, Danny? That is correct. I believe on Tuesday, you know, Kingston, that 10-0 streak is going to be tested. They play at NFA, which we all know is not an easy place to play. No. I can tell you that. I will be front and center watching that game. Okay. And, you know, Pine Bush has its nights for sure. They, uh, their big men inside are terrific. They need to get a little better guard play, and I think they're going to be a contender at the end. And they then, sure are. And then Washingtonville, to beat these three teams, would have to put it all together. That would is have correct. to put and, and to go through the tournament, they would have to put it together like for three nights, for three nights in a row to come out of the top. But who's to say they can't? You never know. Yeah. And, uh, that uh, tall uh, big man for Pine Bush, Kane. Yeah. I watched him play yeah. the other night. Excellent player, real soft touch, lefty, sees the court well, shoots well. They are a good team. They're always in it. You yeah. Know? And, and, the and, other, and the other forward, the Linton kid, is a 6'5 kid. He may be the best player in the section. Oh, is that right? Maybe. Maybe. I'm sticking to my prediction, and I'm not a homer. I'm sticking to my preseason prediction. I think Romeo Aquino from Washingtonville, he's my preseason player of the year prediction. I still, The kid does everything he's asked to. He never complains. He's up and down the court. He's the first one back on defense. He rebounds, shoots. I think they need to get him the ball more rather than make him create. And they have good shooting guards as well. You know, Graham can be a prolific scorer when he wants to be. Uh, you're talking Washingtonville like he talks Goshen. Um, anyway. And by the way, the only thing I will say, Matt Giordano averaging a double-double, and I do still have a poster of Mike Tagney in my room. We'll go there. But anyway, double-A, uh, uh, class-A, wide open. Uh, I think Minnesink on top. I think the top two teams could be the same thing as the final last year with uh, Minnesink and New Pulse New in Pulse, the final. Yeah. Okay. Hill starting to play much better. Cornwall has been up and down. They had three beautiful wins, and then they had a couple of losses there that I that I shook my head on. Uh, How about Monticello, Dick? Monticello, yeah, coach, Monticello. Right? They're starting to play Mon- well, right? They're starting to play very well. Had a nice game well. against Washington. Had a great tournament. game against Washingtonville. Came back and beat Cornwall at Cornwall, which hasn't happened in a long time there. Beat them by 15. And this is a big week for, for all the A's. All the A's on top are playing each other this week. I think Monticello has Minnesink and Warwick this week. I think, uh, uh, well, there we go. Minnesink's got Monticello and and whoever they got, and then uh, in the A and then FDR. I saw them play the other night. They're six eight. They have a six five kid who's very good. They're big across the back. They need a little better guard play. But on any given night, I think they could win it. But right now. I would say Minnesink Valley's on top of this, even though they got beat by Cornwall the other night. But, now, you mentioned these yeah. big men from uh, FDR. Do they play a big man game? You know, you see some guys that it goes 6-6-6-7. Six, six, that's six, the problem. Seven. Do that, they get somebody on the block? That's the problem. They don't. In other words, 
like on defense, their biggest kid plays out on the point, like on a 1-3-1 one, one zone or a 1-2-2 two, two zone and that kind of thing, and it takes them away. But uh, on the other teams, on the lower classes, it's like Marlboro and Chester are going to meet again, that kind of thing. And uh, in the Ds, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure in the Ds. Yeah, well, like they, I listen, said, I, I have to do a better job of uh, – communicating this and i will next week yep double a good matchup this week don't uh, go down to nfa tuesday night play kingston 10 and 0 streak test and then later in the week middletown plays nfa as well gonna be a good matchup i'm louis francis i'm ramin woods and we're with rca45 co-players of the year and you're listening to sports 845 been looking to improve your smile gold dental can help from subtle changes to major repairs their state-of-the-art dental practice offers a full range of cosmetic services doctors brian gold mo corella and thomas torres can help to make your smile shine missing teeth implants are a great option periodontist dr sid tucker can help restore your smile starting to see the gray line from older crowns gold dental has an entirely ceramic option that eliminates old fake looking crowns schedule your free initial consultation today gold dental participates with most insurance plans and offers care credit financing if you don't have dental insurance ask about the gold dental savings plan if you have an emergency give gold dental a call most emergency appointments can be made the same day gold dental located at the jefferson street professional plaza in monticello call today at 794-5411 or at golddentalny.com gold dental big enough to serve you professionally small enough to serve you personally Four, five. We are back to my left, Dick O'Neill, to his left, and Danny Lucky. Doesn't matter where, left or right, you can't see us, but you can hear us. Uh, we are going. I want to talk about the NFL before we get to the big, huge game tonight. And I think tonight's game could be a great one. Chiefs Texans. I'm going to give you two things on the Chiefs Texan game, and I and I did watch the game. Texans go up twenty four nothing. They're up twenty four seven. Danny, they're a road dog. 10-point underdog in um, Kansas City. They're up 24-7. to Momentum is starting to shift a little bit only because the Chiefs score. And Bill O'Brien calls for a fake punt. Now, I'm watching the game, and I'm on Twitter, and everybody is ripping Bill O'Brien for the fake punt. It's amazing because if the, if the fake punt and if the kid from uh, Kansas City doesn't make a – Sorensen doesn't make a fantastic play – it's one of the great calls. I had no problem, and sitting here a day later, I have no problem with that fake punt. I really don't. You're a road dog, a big big underdog. You're up 24-7. To me, it's. I, I understand you could argue they created more momentum. Here's the only problem I had with it. Don't call a timeout before you do it. Line up and do it. I had zero issue with the fake punt. I know it didn't work, and if it did work, it goes from a terrible call to, wow, that was gutsy. Wanted to put their foot on their throat. What a great call by O'Brien. And I like the call. I'm not second-guessing it. The only thing I am second-guessing is don't call a timeout before you do it. You don't think the timeout had anything to do with maybe putting uh, the Chiefs on alert? I mean, I still think— Of course I do. You do? I don't. Absolutely. I don't think the Chiefs had any idea that they were going to do that. Um, Well, I do. They they played it. They they made a great play. Excellent tackle, open field tackle. Bill O'Brien's been getting buried anyway. The guy is just not a big game coach. But I have never, ever seen anything. I mean, you want to talk about the uh, Oilers and the Bills, right? That big comeback or whatever. 
not only did they come back from 21 or 24 nothing, but then 24. they blew them. They ran them out of the stadium. That mm-hmm. is unheard of. Wasn't yeah. even a close game. I yeah. mean, this guy Mahomes is ridiculous. Uh, well, I had no problem with that. With, with the, the fake, fake punt? But no, not at all. I, but did you have a problem with the timeout before it? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm just now, since, since you said it, I'm thinking about it. But I really didn't have any problem with it because he had to change the momentum something. Because you could air, you could tell the, the, the air was being sucked out of that place, you know. I, and, I looked at it this way. From watching it on TV and watching high school football and college, watching football all the time, when it's fourth and short at 39, 40-yard line, I'm always thinking, what do you yell? Watch the fake. Watch the fake. And if a team calls a timeout, it gave the defense time to say, watch the fake. I mean, they're they're pros at this. But I still, I didn't like the time. I didn't like the call only because of the timeout, but I liked the call. Yeah, I've heard people say the same thing. I've also heard if it was 24 nothing, it wouldn't have been as bad to call. The fact that it was 24-7, I kind of get that as well. Listen, like anything else, it didn't work. If it works, the there's cheap- no guarantee they win the game. But it's for sure, like Dick said, the wind was getting knocked out of Texans' uh, sails. Why is Bill O'Brien a bad big game coach? What? What? I mean, he's, he hasn't had many big I, games. I shouldn't say big game. He just—it seems to me he's been struggling at this level, right? After he left Penn State, I don't know. They've been kind of calling for his head a little bit, at least getting bad mouth in the media, which we know, you know, aren't the friendliest guys. Uh, did JJ uh, JJ Watt play oh, in the game? JJ Watt was awful. Did JJ Watt even suit up? I know. I mean, he was awful. You're going to blame Bill O'Brien for that? I would agree. <sighs> Giving up 41 unanswered points, and you're all over the internet and everywhere. And the guy's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. Real good player, actually. Don't you think the Texans wish they had your, uh, uh, Clowney? Yeah. I mean, the, Deshaun Watson was not bad. He was fine. Look L- at how listen, they. Clowney almost called Seattle the game. I yes. mean, it, yes. it had a long way to go with screwing Seattle yesterday. Yes. So let's not go there with but him. I, I, I'm just saying, yeah. I don't think. Uh, O'Brien doesn't have an unbelievable resume in the playoffs. He doesn't. I mean, they, I think it's just a little. You know, it's funny. You watch these games, and for some reason, I was in the car and I was listening to the Kansas City feed, and we'll get to, you know, the, the other side. Now we just talk Texans. I'm listening in the first half. It's 24-0. And the Texans scored on a uh, 54-yard pass. Okay. They scored on a fumble. Uh, muff punt. A muff punt. And I got the announcers, the Kansas City announcers. Another terrible job by Andy Reid. He's such a great regular season coach. Good God. He just can't get it done in the playoffs. And then I'm still in the car. It's now, you know, the, the Chiefs are going crazy. That's what I love about Andy. He's unflappable. <laughs> oh, well. It's amazing how quick they are to anoint and to bury. But I feel good for Andy Reid. You look at the playoffs right now, and you got three basic rookie coaches and Andy Reid. I am really rooting for the Chiefs. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play the game of football. I really do. So do I. But I'll tell you what, like Harbaugh getting be- buried from the Ravens, I think he's a great coach. Now we're going to say he's not a big-time coach. He's won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand. These guys, all, if they lose a game, it was poor coaching. I don't – it, it does doesn't exist. Make, it you know, does, I'm root- doesn't make sense to uh, me. I'm rooting for Mahomes. I think he's good for the game. I think he uh-huh. speaks well. Uh, it, it's a great fan base. That's no secret. And I'm rooting for Andy Reid, right? The guy's been around a long time. He has kind of spit the bit in the, in the big game. Mm-hmm. It's awful, and I really am rooting for him, and I think this could be the year. And what's very interesting, and we talked about this prior to the show, with this whole 100th anniversary of the NFL, if they can get that Chiefs-Packers 
No, it's remake a home run. of Super Bowl one. I mean, does it get any better? No. And let, we'll go to Vikings 49ers, unless you guys have anything to add with the Chiefs Texans. I'd like to add how Patrick Mahomes talk about dealing with adversity and under pressure. 23 of 35, 325 yards and five TDs. Down 24 zip, and that's what he decides to throw up. Kelsey was terrific too, huh? Unbelievable. I don't know how that man can be wide open. I have no idea. On all, He makes some tough catches, but he's, he seems to be wide open in the middle of the field at all different times. This kid can throw sidearm, backhand. over. It's, it's amazing to watch him play, mm-hmm. and I'm rooting for them, I, I, I got to tell you. It seems like all those guys are wide open <laughs> for, for whatever reason. The running back. The, like the second or third touchdown they scored where... Uh, where comes out of the backfield wide open. And, and there, was nobody, there was nobody there. I'm like, where the, who's guarding these people? And you look at Kelsey, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, somebody, I think we overthink a lot of these. I, I mean, not we, uh, we too, but I think a lot of these defensive coordinators overthink this thing a little bit. Vikings 49ers, Vikings come up with... Basically seven first downs in the entire game. 49ers, even though it was close in the first half, really dominated the game from beginning to end. I thought the Vikings, I thought Zimmer and their offensive coordinator who was just hired by the Browns, Stavansky, I thought the Vikings relied way too much on Dalvin Cook. They didn't try to win the game. They tried to stay close from the start. The running game wasn't working. You can't blame, listen, I don't love Keenum, but you can't blame him. Uh, Cousins, I'm sorry. You can't blame Kirk Cousins here. He was pressured all day long. The Vikings offensive line couldn't hold up. They tried running the ball down the 49ers' throat. It wasn't going to work. I just felt that the Vikings were outmatched there. I thought they were too conservative. That's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. they were really conservative. They really kind of took It's almost the, like they went in there and said, let's keep it close. Yeah, let's win 17-14. Yeah. You know, that's what I've... And you know, the smash-mouth football, again, is, is coming to fruition, right? Yeah. Garoppolo and Cousins, they kind of, their, their stats mirrored each other. They weren't that good by no stretch. The 49ers controlled the ball for 39 minutes of the game. No, there you go. I said it Enough was a dominant said. performance. 39 minutes of the game. They kept the ball. At, not that Kirk Cousins is going to come down and beat you on a two-minute drill, right? But the point is they just kept pounding and pounding and pounding and had possession of the ball. That's how you win in the NFL. Well, I think what happened there is Garoppolo threw a good pass for a touchdown. Then he threw a pass for an interception and an ugly other one that was – and then, and uh, Shanahan said – Hell, we're not losing this way, and I don't. Th- what did he throw? Two passes in the second half? Yeah, he didn't throw the ball very much. I didn't think have he, to. Uh, he only had 10, 12 attempts. All in the you whole heard game. was yeah. first down, 49ers, first down, yeah, 49ers. Yeah, yeah. and he, he said, if we're going to lose this game, we're going to lose it doing our, you know, and the quarterback ain't going to lose this for us. That's what it amounted to, because his defense was tremendous. Titans and the Ravens, everybody anointed Lamar Jackson the most valuable player in the league. I'll tell you right now, Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player in the league. There is no knock on Lamar Jackson. He did not choke. There was nothing he did. He actually played well. I know he turned it over he twice. Played well. He, yeah, he did. He, he threw played for, awful. Threw for over 300 yards and had Under, two touchdowns. Understood. Turned the ball over three times. Uh, twice. Okay. Right. Three, he times. Also, three times? Yeah. How many yards did, did uh, Lamar Jackson run for? Well... Just tell me how many. I don't yards know. Did he have? If I oh, overall, I don't over five hundred yards, passing and running, over five hundred. So, well, so you know your quarterback. You know, hold on, your quarterback throws for three hundred and twenty-five and runs for an additional hundred, and and you're going to tell me he had an awful game. When did this occur? I, uh, Late in the were, game. Well, they were down Third, the whole game. Fourth quarter, he put up a lot of those stats, and quite frankly, the Ravens rushed the ball for about two hundred yards as well. 
They almost matched Henry's rushing performance. The guy was throwing the ball all over the place, missing wide receivers left and right, and he's clearly the MVP. And it, and, it, and it isn't. I don't think he played awful. To say that he played good, I think is 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 unfair. He did not play good, and it's okay to get a knock. You're 22 years old, kid. You're going to have plenty of time to shine. And you know this yeah, is part I'm of the growing. I'm not telling phase. you he had a Hall of Fame performance, but to say that Lamar Jackson was was awful, but, I don't think so. But your original point was well, he had 300 yards passing, he had 100 yards rushing, I, and I kind of yeah. I kind of think he on. At the end of the day, I think he was kind of average for that. You know, okay. even though he put up big numbers, I think. He, but he, he, the the detriment to it is he gave it up three times. Uh, Listen, but Ryan Tannehill got the win. Ryan Tannehill threw for 70, 80 yards. Uh, Trent Dilfer all over again. Yeah. He threw Beating for eighty yards, and we're gonna sit here and everybody. It's amazing the narrative. Lamar Jackson, you know, blows MVP. Tannehill, the next greatest thing. One won, one lost. Tannehill made money. He's going to make a lot of money next year. He resurrected his career. But Tannehill had nothing to do with their win. It was all Derrick Henry. I agree. And I've heard people burying Lamar Jackson, myself included, not as a player. He just he didn't play well, although his stats were there, right? I haven't heard one person say that Tannehill played well. And not only, we all know it's no secret that the Titans ran the ball down their throat. Derrick Henry's a big man. Let's not forget they had zero turnovers as well. Ravens had three. Can't win in the NFL. Rush, no Especially turnovers, the win. Yeah, but here's the thing. That then the fact that to say that Tannehill didn't play well, he didn't turn the ball over. He did what he's supposed to. They got an impressive win, and that was, that was the end of it. And let's get back to Lamar Jackson. We talked earlier. Joe Burrow's starting a college game tonight, and he's a year older than Lamar Jackson. Excellent yeah. point. Yeah. Excellent point. Dick makes a lot of good points. <laughs> well. The over-under on Dick Good points tonight is one and a half. I'll take the under. Uh, Packers-Seahawks. And let me just tell you something, Packers-Seahawks. I look at the Chiefs with uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Texans with Deshaun Watson, the Vikings with Cousins, who's a rah-rah guy, the 49ers with Garoppolo, and then you get to the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all of the guys I just mentioned. He inspires so little when he's out there. There's Rodgers is such a machine. The other guys get their teammates into the game, get the crowd into the game. Rodgers, it looks like when you watch the Packers play, the 11 guys on offense, uh, 10 guys on offense and Aaron Rodgers, the other 10 guys are going out to dinner somewhere and Rodgers is, you know, getting in his limousine and going home. It's like he's there to work. But here's the thing. They pay him $35 million to throw those three passes that decided the game. That's he why he gets $35 I, I, I million. I didn't dollars. knock Rodgers. That's why it's he gets just, $35 million. Yeah, he was uh, terrific. Yeah. Two third down yeah. plays to really put the nail in the coffin was amazing. He's terrific. Amazing. Yeah. But he's... He, 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 it's effortless. Yes. Too. It's like he's throwing a ball in his yeah. backyard, like yeah. just throwing it yeah. around. And yeah. it's it's yeah. the guy handles pressure like no other. You're right. Like he, no he, other. he is stone faced. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. It's hard to fall in love with him. It is, it and is. not easy to do. It, it is. Wilson played phenomenal. He was the great. momentum was their way. They have the ball. Malik Taylor doesn't drop that ball in the middle of the field. First down. They get first down on the other 50 yard line. Totally different game. Next play, five-yard pass, third down, sack, lose six yards, punt it away, which I don't have a problem with. Game over. And what happens? Rodgers completes not one, two third down passes. I thought Pete Carroll coached that game two different ways, and he found out the right way too late. He was very conservative in the first half. 
you know, trying to run the ball all the time. Really didn't – Wilson didn't do much in the first half. The offense didn't – you know, he wasn't getting the, the plays to do much. In the second half, they turned Russell Wilson loose, and it was a much different game. Well, he went in at halftime and said, Russ, let's get this done with. I'll tell you what, I'd like to be a teammate of Russell Wilson. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to play with him if yeah. I was a player. Yeah. You know, all these quarterbacks play that played this weekend, yeah. you know, they're, they're good for the game. They yeah. are. Absolutely. Now, you said Chiefs-Packers would be great for the NFL. I agree with you. Is that who we're going to see? We'll talk about that next week a little bit, but is that who we're going to see? That's who I'm rooting for. Whether we're going to see it, you never know. Listen, you know, again, how Mahomes came back being down 20 for nothing, you never know how these games are going to start out. Um, I, I, I can't see it any other way, right? But it's so hard to predict these games. You know, you never know who got banged up or the injury reports even out, you know? I, I think Chiefs-Niners myself i just think their defense is overpowering at this point dick you and i agree i think kansas city beats tennessee yeah. and i think the uh 49ers do beat green bay it'd be a little bit different if the game I'd like was to in see green bay but i don't think it's going to be that way i think the game would be a little bit different if it was in lambo yeah. i just the 49er defense is is very good mm -hmm. very good the front very good and offensively they could score i like the i like the uh chiefs and i like the 49ers in the super bowl yeah. that'd be a good game sure be a lot of fun to watch. Listen, if Mahomes is in the game, it's going to be fun. Let's call it how we see it. The NFL does not I'll want tell the you, Titans in the No, they do the, not want they them don't want in, in the, football. And that's they a do shame. not want them that's in the Super Bowl. Because it I is enjoyed a shame. watching Derrick Henry run the uh, Me too, day. and I, I enjoy the way Vrabel's on the sideline. Oh, and yeah. He gets into it. He treats all his players Look at these the coaches that are there. You got Vrabel. What's it, his first or second year? Yeah. You got Infante in Green Bay, first year. You got... The young kid for the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan. first or second year, yep. and Andy Reid. And Andy Reid. Um, last week when we were here, just to finish the NFL, I said to you that I thought the Giants were going to hire Matt Rule. And we left, and the next day, Rule was invited to uh, Carolina, and they didn't let him leave the building, the quote. You saw the press conference for Joe Judge, and I have to tell you this. When they hired Joe Judge, I think you and I were on the phone who the hell is Joe Judge? Goddamn Giants, what are they doing? And you watch the and I watch that's what I was saying. I don't know about you. And I watched the press conference and Joe Judge became my favorite coach in the history of sports. Just like one day you bury Lamar Jackson, the next day he's in the Hall of Fame. Same deal. Joe Judge I was so He was on very Joe matter Judge. of fact. He definitely seemed like he was talking down to people because he kept down there with okay, okay. But I think he's driven. I think he comes from good stock. I think the players are gonna absolutely love him. I was kind of on the fence with it, but what do we know, right? That's the point. Joe Torre hired by the Yankees, you know, clueless Joe. Can you blame Joe Matt Judge. Rule? I mean, what are you going to do, man? The guy stroked your check for $60 million bucks. The Giants are coming nowhere near that. It's how it is. But I got to be honest with you, and I know you don't win any games in the press conference. I watch Judge. I watch Rule. If I was part of the interviews, which I'm not, I would have chosen Judge. I yeah, like but, Joe but, Judge. But here's the thing. How about the Giants players sit there and say, uh-oh, here comes Coughlin again? You know what? Here comes Coughlin again, one. I'm okay with Joe Judge. That's my point. Yeah. I'm fine Here with Joe Coughlin Judge. Here comes Coughlin again with good players. Yeah. Here comes Coughlin again with good players. Now, I'm okay with Joe Judge. So am I. I'm glad I'm glad we're seeing. Well, you're saying I'm, more of like the old school coach dick, like the guy who's kind of got to like rule with an iron fist that the players don't want? Is that what you're I, I, I think I, I think so. He has the mentality. And, and but he's I'm also, an old school guy. You sure. understand that. But, but he's also only 38 years old, so he has that mentality, but he can kind of relate a little bit. Okay. I'm not sure if Coughlin was able to evolve as much. Okay, let's take it a step back. Now he's coming from the school of Belichick, who rules that way. 
who rules that way without that kind of players. Listen, he, without he, those kind of players. He worked for Saban. He worked for Belichick. He's been part of Super Bowls, college championships. I like this press conference. I don't know okay. if the guy will win more than five games today, January 13th. I like Joe Judge. I like the that they're hiring. We're not getting the same old turnover with coaches. This coach going there, he gets fired here, and he's a head coach there. I like the Stefanski hired today by Cleveland. I like, you know, I like that we're seeing some young coaches. The fact that there's young coaches going to be in the Super Bowl, I think, is really good for the game. Absolutely, really two coaches went into the Hall of Fame this week: Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower. Your thoughts on Johnson and Cower, Danny? Jimmy Johnson, absolutely. You know, only 80 games he's won. But what he's done for that Cowboy franchise, right, when he came out, gets the draft pick, takes Aikman, right, made a big trade, Herschel Walker, Vikings, sets them up. I think he was so passionate when he did that thing at the halftime and doing that split screen there with Troy Aikman looking in on him. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. Troy Aikman told Jimmy Johnson no a couple of times, okay? At a high school, he was being recruited while Jimmy Johnson was at Oklahoma State. And he said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to Oklahoma. He spent a little time at Oklahoma. Barry Switzer running that, you know, option offense. He told, you know, Aikman, we're going to run the ball 50, uh, pass the ball 50 times, but they're going to be backwards. Aikman's like, I got to go. At that point, Johnson left to go to Miami, knowing that Aikman was transferring. He tried to get Aikman again, and Aikman kind of left him at the alt. He's like, I'm not going to Miami. I'm going to UCLA. And then they wind up meeting up again. And the rest is history. And you know what? Good for Aikman for really showing. When they showed that on TV, I know a lot of people, Dick had mentioned earlier, were kind of down on that. The way the NFL did it, I think that's good. And I think it just shows a guy like Aikman, right, all the success and just the appreciation he had for that guy, probably as a mentor, as his coach. You saw him tear up a little bit. I think that's good for the game, good for Johnson. I I said I liked it too. But I'm just saying some of the people that I heard, like there's always going to be pros and cons. To it, and the fact that the the naysayers in this situation, I thought I thought it was well done both times. You just saw the emotion coming out of the guys in both times there, and 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 saw what it means to them, you know. And these are older guys. These are guys in in my in my neighborhood. These sure. guys are in my neighborhood. You're okay with Cower in the Hall of Fame too? I am. I yeah. am. Uh, you know, he's he's done well for the city. Uh, excellent coach. He never came back uh, for whatever reason. He's still young enough to come back. Of course, he's probably making enough money, you know, in the studio. Uh, I don't really have a problem with it. And I kind of like the little touch that they did. To, that they, uh, that they did I know? don't have a problem with either one of them. Me neither. Me neither. Bill Cowher was 149 and 90. What people don't realize is Jimmy Johnson was only 80 and 64. Yeah, 80. You know, one of those years he had a 1 and 15 year. But 80 and 64, he is a two-time Super Bowl champ. Also, if it's the, you know, I know there's a difference between college and the pros. Jimmy Johnson won a lot in college. He sure did. Master, master recruiter. And he also set up Switzer. He's got, I know he's never going to get the credit, and I despise the Cowboys. He set Switzer up for that third Super Bowl. He did. The basketball world! We are back, the award-winning Sports 845 podcast uh, with Dick O'Neill and Danny Lucky. I am Darren Kunis. Uh, We will finish up with LSU Clemson, obviously. Dick, I want to ask you a question. Danny, you too. College basketball is different this year than any year Darren Kunis can remember. And it's going to be this way for a while, I think. When they change that rule that high school players could sign endorsement deals and you're getting a lot better quality of play overseas 
they're being much more noticed. Guys like R.J. Hampton, LaMelo Ball, top three, four, five picks are not even playing college basketball. James Wiseman is not playing college basketball. Cole Anthony is hurt. Look at these teams that are in the top ten. Gonzaga, Baylor, Auburn, Butler, San Diego State, Florida State, um, Oregon. These are not what we're used to. Gonzaga, okay. My point is this. How about Duke? Did you pass them deliberately? Yes, because I was naming teams that aren't normally no, we're there. not normally there. Okay. My point is this. There's no great team. There's no great player. There's a lot of very good teams and a lot of very good players. James Wiseman, again, Memphis, not playing, signed with an agent. My point is this. It's a different year this year. There's, if I said to you, gun to head, who's the number one draft pick? I don't know. Wouldn't know. I would agree. If I said to you, Dick, who's the number one team in college basketball? It does. My, there's so much parity this year. You said it before we came on. The last thing you want to be is number one. Everybody's beating everybody. I know mm-hmm. Gonzaga's eighteen and one. Baylor's thirteen and one. Duke is fifteen and one. Yes, Duke is still there. Of course they are. Um, Kentucky is twelve and three. They're there. There's not a great team. In years past, we have said, "Can Kentucky go undefeated? Is this the year Duke goes undefeated? Carolina, the Blue Bloods. It's not the same." And definitely with the number one pick, it's totally different. Europeans, it's a different game. Guys are going to G Leagues. R.J. Hampton, as I mentioned, is playing internationally. LaMelo Ball is playing internationally. And you look at a a mock draft, this Denny Avagia of Israel is supposed to, could be the next Doncic. This Theo Maldon of France. There's a lot of great players, and they're all over the world. They're not just going to the Blue Blood schools. Your thoughts? Well, for one, let me put it this way. The Europeans, and I have a little bit inside knowledge in that Bill Baino runs the European camps for the NBA in Italy. So all of these players, instead of, for instance, the New, the Rangers, GM, uh, the uh, Knicks GM having to go to Spain to watch somebody play, he sees all of these players in one place. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lot. The, the scouting. You don't have to travel all around the, the scou- different campuses. The, the scouting is more condensed. It's easier to follow and see who's who. Agreed. But now, like I said, you don't want to be number one because the next day you're going to get beat at home by an, un, an unranked team. But the thing of it is, there are a lot of good teams. This may be the most wide open. Yes, that, well, that's what I was saying. But by the same token, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, and Kentucky, Kentucky, or Louisville, or somebody in the Final Four. It could be. Yeah, I think Gonzaga may stay there a while because I don't think they played the extensive schedule within their league that Duke and Carolina and, and the NCAA and, the, and Florida State, those schools. And college basketball also gets hurt. You're yeah. wearing a Duke sweatshirt. The sport's a better game when Duke and North Carolina are both very good. Carolina, injury-plagued and not very good before the injuries. But the ACC, I've never seen it like it is this year. Syracuse, not very good. Duke is good. Florida State is obviously good. Virginia's gotten nicked up, the defending champs. North Carolina State is not very – there's not many great teams in college basketball this year. And I think the parity is good for the game. Yes. I really do. Well, and you like, have different – I have – listen, I'm a Carolina guy, but – Well, the, losing Cole Anthony, I mean, it's brutal. It's what it is. 
right. but it's it's good for the game and it it's so passionate you know the kids playing for free for the most part right it gets the students involved it just it makes the game so much better and in the end the networks are going to get what they want like you said they're going to get the blue they're going to get the kentuckys the louisvilles the dukes you know come march madness and you know the the Elite Eight in the Final Four. But leading up to it, I mean, teams are knocking other teams off. It's awesome. I think Michigan State lost by 30 the other night. Right. I mean, yesterday. It's unheard of. Yesterday. I think that's good for the game. Yeah. I do. I was looking at a mock draft, and Anthony Edwards is projected as the number, the number one, one pick. Yeah, I saw that. I don't like him as a pro. Mm. I don't love him. Mm. Have you watched him? I have. He's I, a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. Doesn't he's, play defense no, at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, LaMelo Ball is very good. The highlights I've seen and watching them. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. Have yeah, you, just... have, you know, I, it's funny. We could go, and I think we're at the point. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about the Blazers taking Sam Bowie and the Rockets taking Olajuwon, which there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. But Jordan going number three. Two years ago, we could talk about this now. How does Lucas, Luka Doncic slip to five? How do you take Marvin Bagley... You know, that could be the the joke years from now. Name the guys drafted ahead of Doncic. This kid is so great. It's amazing. He is that great. And great's not, you know, not a word you throw out. He is, if not the best basketball player in the world, he is top three right now. Well, there's no question. And he's more fun to watch than all of them, in he my is, opinion. I watched him yeah. the other night, 18, 11, and 9, and they said Doncic was off. Oh. Yeah, he is the him. smartest player in the league. He, I don't pay attention enough, as I, you know, I uh, should probably pay attention more. But I know I read now the stats, and you know, I read my articles, and he too, he, he's another one that's great for the game. He seems to do everything. He everything does, he does. He does everything. And, and the problem is us being here in the East, we don't get to see. Yeah, but with Morant, Don, we, we don't get to see Morant, and we don't get oh, to Morant, see Doncic. Morant is special, and we don't get to see Young. We don't get to see those guys because they're playing late or they're not. They're not the featured game. That kind of thing. There was I an did. interview the other day with Don Nelson, uh, talking about yeah. he's the European scout for the Mavericks, yeah. and Mark Cuban was telling the story. He got a phone call. Eight months before the draft, the two years before the draft, Doncic was, I don't know, 12 years old, tearing up the league with men. You know, I'm being facetious no, at 12. 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. And who do you like in Europe? Who should I take in the second round or whatever? Uh-huh. We, You know, we love Bagley. Nelson said, move mountains. Do whatever you have to do. Doncic is the, is the next great well, uh, Jerry West had something to say about that this week also. He thought that Doncic is the best player in the NBA, and he thought he was miles ahead of him when he was a player. Kristaps Porzingis, you know, the Knicks got ripped for moving him. Um, I, I didn't like the move at all. The bottom line is he didn't want to be here. Yeah. And Porzingis, we both agreed, he has a body like yours. Right. A body that looks like it can be hurt at any time. Right. Porzingis hasn't played since December 29th. He's played well with Dallas, mm-hmm. but he's not the he, – he still is yet to be that great, great dominant player that the Knicks thought they had yep. and the league thought they had. And getting back, we kind of migrated into the NBA off the college thing. But if looking at parity again, it's – also switch over to the girls' game. UConn gets beat at home for the first time in 98 games by Bell or by 11 this weekend. And who's ever number one there, the next week they're getting beat because good. there's it's been good. four That's or five. What women's basketball There's needs. been five or six number ones there also. And, you know, it, it's, it's, 
Yeah. Now, there's, there's a lot of good players, boys and girls everywhere. Let's finish with the NBA real quick. Andre Drummond's a name that's out there as as could be on the move. You have the trade deadline coming up. The Knicks were mentioned with Andre Drummond. I think Knicks fans are getting excited as could be that an all-star they could get finally. I don't know why the Knicks would want Drummond. and I, I mean, I know why they would want him. If he was signed for the next four years, you would want them. Why would the Knicks make a move? Listen, Mitchell Robinson is not Andre Drummond, but he could be. And Mitchell Robinson is $1.8 million, and Andre Drummond's a free agent in three months. The Knicks aren't in the, uh, in the, in the position to think they are a win-now team to go out and swing a move for Andre Drummond, unless they just want to move some more salaries. When I saw that, I was kind of like, you know, I, I like Andre Drummond, but for, for the same, I don't like him for the same reasons you're bringing it up. He, you know, if he was signed, that I would be excited about sure. that because I think he's going to be a pretty good player for a— yeah. For you know, he could be like a cornerstone for them kind of the best rebounder in the yeah, league. They the need, best, they, they he's a great need defender. That. They, they need he, that. He, he fills up the paint. Right, he, right. he fills up the box score. Yeah. He checks all the boxes. He's a double double every night, and he's a good defender. Yeah, and he's a good defender, but not at that price. I don't think unless it's it's another dump. How many more? Listen, if, how, if, how many more dumps can we have and still not pick up good players? There you go. You know? And if if they have a wink wink deal where Drummond's gonna, I mean, the Knicks would have his bird rights. Yeah. If they have a wink wink deal that Drummond's gonna stay here. Then yeah. maybe you kick the tires yeah. and make the yeah. move. But, Dick, but look here, the Lakers don't even have a guarantee that Anthony Davis is staying there now. He's been all week that he's going yes. for free, free agency. But they got Anthony Davis for the whole season, yeah. and the Lakers said, "Let's roll the dice, win an NBA championship, and then it's okay." Yeah, the, you know what I'm saying? The Knicks are ten and twenty-seven, or eleven and twenty-six, and they're going to get Drummond for three months. But that's what I'm saying. The Lake, the AD, the, the Lakers brought AD in to to win, win a title in one year, and, and no, and and may be a cornerstone right. because the, how many more years does LeBron have? You right. Know? But but what I'm saying to you, Dick, is the Lakers have him for the year, yeah. and. The reason Davis is not signing that contract today is he can wait and make more money. He'll get the deal. He'll stay in L.A., I believe. Dick, uh, I want to ask you this. Let's see what happens. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Is it working? Regular season, yeah. Playoffs, I don't think no? so. Okay. I don't think so, playoffs. I just don't think so. You you touched on LeBron yep. and A.D. Here's a team that, you know, when they say on the come, and you touched on them before, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. I do, too. I, the, Dylan Brooks is a good player. Brandon Clark they got from Gonzaga is a good player. They This very, very underrated center, Jonas Vasalunas, is, is a double-double every well, night. Well, they got him. Toronto let him go. Yes. I, I can't believe that they let him go. Jaron Jackson, the kid from Michigan State, Michigan, yeah. phenomenal player. Yeah. Second year in the league, also probably 20 years old. Yeah. And this makes me sick at night. The Knicks were one pick away from Steph Curry and one pick away from John Morant. Mar- Just look how the how you would view the Knicks right now, even if they had the same record, Dick. Uh, if John Morant was no, on the I team. agree with you. I agree with you, boy. You know, there's another guy we just did not get to see him play enough oh, in college. He, you know. They, I, I don't know even what to say about those things, but it's just. 
Can you imagine having a backcourt of Morant and Curry? No, unbelievable. Well, that's the guy I can comment on. Morant yeah. is quicker than Allen Iverson, if that even makes oh, any sense. Oh, he's lightning fast yeah. with the ball, can do it oh, all. God. Unbelievable. Let and me so, just give you this. Some book. of the things he's doing, it just uh, some of the athletic things The he thing does. that concerns me, though, with Morant, slight build. You may get hurt. Plays right. a very right. physical game yeah. for a slight guy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the guy is trying to dunk over everybody. Yeah. He, he's it, going to get injured, uh, but he is special. Let me give you the NBA real quick. Uh, just the Eastern and the Western, mm. the one through eight. Yeah. In the East, the Bucks are thirty-five and six. Do they need another player? Bledsoe's back. The Greek Freak is great. Middleton's playing. You know, he's a very good Robin. To you know, yeah. do they need another scorer? I don't know. I think Middleton will be much more valued to them in the playoffs than he is right now. I think he's a good, very good playoff. Player. What are the Bucks missing though? I, just to I I just think that uh, defensively the Greek much, the Greek freaks got to be great every night. That's the well. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's they need something saying. else. Listen, they added the Lopez brothers. They yeah. play Robin Lopez plays good defense. Right. Brooke Lopez is is playing well. Right. I think they're still they still could be a guy short, but they could also win the title because, like you said, yeah. he is great when he's great. Uh, the Celtics twenty six and eleven. Um, the Miami Heat are a surprise team. They have hit gold with this draft with none, with uh, Bam Amadeo. Uh, Tyler Heroes no, played from well. From Kentucky, very good. The very Heat are 27 and 12. Yeah. Spalestra's a yeah. great coach. The Raptors lose Kawhi. They're the defending champs. They're 25 and 14. Uh, I mean, Sikom, what's his name? Seacom? Siakam. Siakam is mm-hmm. fantastic. Very good. Very good. Um, Sixers 25 and 15. Al Horford has not been. He's been a great citizen, a great teammate, a great locker room guy, but he hasn't been great on the court. No, I think his legs are giving up on him a little bit. I think he's at that stage where, you know what? They better. You talk about load management. I think maybe they ought to load management him right up in, in, until the playoffs because they're going to need him desperately at that time. I mean, yeah. Embiid hurt could be yeah. the MVP of the league yeah. on nights. Yeah. Uh, the Pacers 24 and 15. We talk about Europe players. Yeah. Uh, you watch this father play. Sabonis is is another guy. Very good. Fantastic, tough yeah, player. Yeah. Double double yeah, every night. Yeah. And they'll get Oladipo Depot back backs. at some point. Right. We'll talk to Billy about that. Right. The Nets are eighteen and twenty. Kyrie Irving, you know, graced them with playing a game. Uh played well. Uh Durant obviously out for the season. Uh you know, the Nets will be a seven eight seed. The Magic are eighteen and twenty one and you know, they're playing well. Yeah. Out west, the Lakers thirty two and seven. The Nuggets, we always talk about the guy that no one knows. Jokic is just fantastic. Donovan Mitchell is, boy, is he great. And, Dick, I don't want to hear it. The Knicks didn't pass on Mitchell. Eight other teams passed on yeah, Mitchell. And the thing of it is, they've won nine in a row now. Utah's won nine straight games here. So Quinn Snyder's a good coach. They're, they're, right, and they're starting to put it together a little bit. They're going to be a tough out. They're the, going to be a tough out. The Rockets are 26-12, and 12, and Daryl Morey at any point could make a blockbuster right, trade. Right, right. The Clippers, 27-18. and 18. I mean, they've played 45 games. Kawhi is with the load management. Lou Williams comes off the bench and hits shots all the time. Paul George has been very good. The Clippers look like they're just playing the regular season for the postseason. Yeah, I th- but I think... They need to get a seed. I don't know if they want to be on the you know on the low end of that seed. I agree. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, and they got the, one of the best coaches in the NBA in Doc. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to happen. Another coach I love is Rick Carlisle. I do too. Uh, Mavericks. We talked about Doncic. Yeah. Porzingis hurt. Yeah. 
Um, but the Mavericks are 24 and 15. That's another team that you, you want. If you want to start being a fan of a team, that's a team to start And they with. need a player or two. Oh, absolutely. They need a player or two. Tim Hardaway's been pretty good for yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. The Thunder are a surprise, and they're looking to move some players. They're looking to move Steven Adams. They're looking to move, you know, Chris Paul. Yeah. But the Thunder, 22-17, and 17, and then John ja Morant and the Grizzlies are the eighth seed right now. That'd be a fun series to watch Memphis and L.A. right yes. now. Yeah. Because Morant is must-see TV. Oh. That's really it in the NBA. I mean, we'll get into it more. The NBA is a very long, drawn-out season. We'll get into college basketball more and more each week. And I want to talk um, LSU-Clemson to close the show. The basketball world! We are back. This is Sports 845 tonight in a few, in about a half hour. LSU Clemson. I think you have the two best teams. A lot of people tell you Ohio State should have beat Clemson. Should have, could have, didn't. They didn't beat them. I think you have the two best teams playing tonight in the game. It is, look at this matchup. You have the best passing offense in the history of college football going up against the best pass defense that of, of the year in Clemson. Ed or um, Obergon, who the Ogeron, Obergon, yeah, whatever, Greek freak, Antetokounmpo, uh, forever gone, forever gone. I love this guy. Yeah, I do too. I love this guy. He's mm-hmm. my second favorite coach, the Joe Judge. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney, he just doesn't lose games. This is going to be a fantastic game. You have two. You could be looking at the next two quarterbacks to take over the NFL, and Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Burrow seems to be the number one pick. Uh, this year by the Bengals, and it looks like Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick next year by the uh, whoever it is. But if there was a gun to your head and you're an NFL GM and both guys were ready to come out, who would you take? Who has the higher-up ceiling? Well, I would think Lawrence has the higher-up ceiling for this reason only. He's younger. He's 6'6", 220 now. He needs to put a little weight on. Burrow is the prolific quarterback as well. Just because he's got a year, one more year to mature. Burrow's going to be thrown into the fire next year like Lamar Jackson. I would probably say Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, me too. Um, Clemson's running back, Travis at the end, 1,536 yards on the ground. Look what their Clemson is going against tonight, their secondary. I talked about Joe Burrow. The guy completes 78% of his passes. Justin Jefferson, 102 receptions, 1,400 yards. Uh, Jamar Chase, 18 touchdowns, 1,560 yards. Therese Marshall, 625, 12 touchdowns. And Randy Moss's kid at tight end, Thaddeus Moss, you know, started late this year, was injured early, 534 yards, 12 points. These guys all average 20 yards a catch. I mean, I think you're going to see a great game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think LSU, if both teams play their A game, I think LSU does win. I'm going to go there, and I agree I that, like the fact but I, ha- I also have the, the, the New England Patriots syndrome with Clemson. Nobody has beaten them in a couple of years. I agree. They know how to win. They don't know how to lose. They got a coach that knows how to win. They got a quarterback that is maybe the best player in the country. And sometimes when you have the best player in the country, I think in a game like this, that has something. And you talk about the, uh, the uh, LSU wide receivers. T. Higgins and that group of uh, receivers he has and and uh, and in the backfield. Hey, look, but I'm still – I think LSU is going to win. I, but if, I, if – if, if, To if, me, Joe Burrow had the greatest 
year as a quarterback I have ever seen in college football. It's not a question if you look at stat-wise. We know the college game is a little bit different, right? Uh, I would agree. I'm going with Clemson in the game. I think any – like uh, to what Dick said earlier – Whatever you put in front of Dabo Sweeney and people want to say the ACC is horrible, it's this, that. When they play the big games, they show that they belong. Hence, Ohio State. Oh, they belong. Right? I'm rooting for Clemson, and I think Clemson is the better team. You, LSU probably has five to seven guys now that are probably going to go in the first round between like this year and the following year. Seven Their to defense ten, is said. rabid. Okay? That's one thing. But it seems to me... That, you know, the quarterback, Lawrence, he deals with adversity. He shows no emotion. He knows they're going to be gunning from him. It is kind of a home game for LSU. I mean, uh, for LSU, which I'm not a big fan of, but let the chips fall where they may. I love both coaches for sure. I'm just going to give the edge to uh, Clemson. Dick, Danny has Clemson winning. Dick, what do you have? LSU. I'm going to go LSU. I think if both teams play their A game, I think LSU is the more talented, better football team. I agree. We will be back next week. Go ahead, Danny. And one last thing, guys. Listen, we do the best here for you, the fans. You guys are what makes this happen. It's get the kids exposure. Don't hesitate. Reach out on social media. I'm at Botch56 on both Twitter and Instagram. That's at B-O-C-H-5-6 on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow. Send me some thoughts. Send me some scores. I'll update as much as I can. I know Dick and Dan are on board as well. It's hard to get to all the games. I do follow a lot of, uh, you know, the Washingtonville stuff. I'd be more than happy to travel. If there's a good story, don't hesitate to reach out. 